Much of the subject matter of episode 92 of B. She's Wrestling is controversial. This recording of the podcast was done during the early stages as information was coming to light. This week, listener discretion is advised and we will have a full update right here next week on B. She's Wrestling. Well, the boss called me up and said, come in to work. I just hung up on that slave-driving jerk. And now it's time for expert analysis from the best in the game. This is Be She's Wrestling with Mike Davidson. I'm a former producer of wrestling, and I had to tell people, here's what I need in a promo, here's what I need in a match, and here's why you have to do it. You tried to be cute, you tried to be clever, and you came off undervaluing the guy the promoter is paying thousands of dollars to get into the ring with you. Special guest star, the Mecca, Shane Madison. Madison. Jealousy is something that the Mecca Shane Madison has had to deal with my entire life. It doesn't matter because I guarantee that the Mecca will win. And producer Chris. He's just a money-making machine, that guy. As somebody who's featured regularly on their program, I don't think he's going to be able to take enough time away from his other ventures. The guy is a mogul. And now, he, she's wrestling. He, she's wrestling. It was almost a record-setting week here at B. She's Wrestling. We went as high as the number 21st most listened to wrestling podcast in Canada. That's good. Against the best of the best. One week or one day we were better than Mick Foley. Another day we were better than Kurt Angle. Another day we were better than Jake the Snake Roberts. And I will take that every time. But it isn't us who are successful. It's everyone who takes the time to listen to our episode on Monday morning. I couldn't be more thankful I'm getting shout-outs at the grocery store from fans. What are they saying? Bees Sheezers coming up, saying, hey, love love the show. Keep I, up the good work. The brand has... Ne- people are proud to call themselves Bees Sheezers. And I'm proud to call you a Bees Sheezer. I'm proud to be a Bees Sheezer. I've also grown up in the wrestling business since I was 16 years old, being known as a bit of a Sheez disturber. Mm-hmm. But you know what? It might run in my family. <laughs> oh, we're already starting with this. We're starting hot. Okay, coming in hot. So it's a well-known fact. My cousin broke me into the wrestling business in 1995. His name, Vance Nevada. No stranger to controversy. And maybe no stranger to getting canceled. <laughs> Perhaps. <sighs> you know, I'm going to try to be as fair to Cousin Vern as I can be. Mm-hmm. because it's so many times people expect me to rip on him like Adam Knight, and I don't want to rip on him like I rip on Adam Knight. He is working for Can-Am Wrestling in Alberta. He is wrestling for All-Star Wrestling in BC, and apparently getting himself a fair bit of heat. He's been cutting these amazing promos on social media. He, and I will say, like a lot of the promos he's cutting, his intensity is bang on. His articulation is great. He tells a bit of a story in the promo. And then he had a promo to build up for a title match with Leon Lacombo, about to be debuting for CWE in in Manitoba or Saskatchewan. And I don't know how he thought this was appropriate, but the promo he cut is very, it's, I, I don't know. 
and we're going to listen to it and uh, we're listening to it, not because we're promoting the viewpoints he expresses, but because if we're going to talk about it and form an opinion on it, everyone needs to know exactly what he said, the context to which he said it. So you can make a judgment yourself. I think a lot of people, they won't even catch it. It might go over their head, but we can play the audio and see what they think. All right. Producer Chris, let's hit the audio. Mighty Lacombo. The All-Star Wrestling Trans-Canada Champion, your silence speaks volumes. So let me educate you a little bit, because in my travels from coast to coast, what I recognize is that Canada, despite being relatively young on the world scale, is really proud of their history. In Drumheller, Alberta, they talk about how this used to be where the mighty dinosaurs used to roam. In Saskatchewan, they're still talking about the buffalo that used to graze over the prairies. And on January 28th in Vancouver, all-star wrestling fans are going to gaze longingly between those ropes and say, we remember when mighty Lacombo used to reign supreme in all-star wrestling. And I remember a little bit about history, too. You might say I'm a bit of a student of history. And I remember very well the souvenir that you left me the first time that you and I stepped in the ring. And I feel it's only fitting that I leave you a souvenir as well. But what to get? What to get? I know I can't give you a black eye. I can't give you a fat lip. But what I can do is leave you with the unrelenting memory of the night that you fell in defeat in Vancouver at the hands of Vance Nevada. For the past 16 years, no one has held that championship more than me. And in fact, when I was champion, I wasn't just the Trans-Canada champion of everything west of the Fraser Valley. I traversed this country back and forth, defending the title, raising its prestige, and bringing honor to All-Star Wrestling, which I will do again starting January 27th. Mighty Lacombo, I will see you in Vancouver. So this promo caused a lot of trouble with the crew of All-Star Wrestling. Is he bringing honor or embarrassment to All-Star Wrestling? Okay, so if you heard it, you might not, uh, nothing might jump out at you, right? Maybe not. Maybe not. It jumped out at me the first time I heard it because he uses a classic line that has been attributed to a Tony Atlas promo from the 1980s in AWA, but I don't remember it and I looked for it on YouTube and I couldn't find it. One thing I will tell you, he's wrestling Mighty Lacombo, Leon Lacombo, who is a man of color. And Chris, you're going to have to be the one to kind of coach me through this because I am not quite as open, or I don't know all the limitations. Sure, I, I try my best to not offend anybody or to make sure anything I say that's offensive isn't about, you know, I, I, I just, I try not to go over a certain line. As I'm to understand it, Vance cut a great promo in terms of intensity, in terms of some of the stuff he said, but there were certain things he said that aren't very good. One, I can't give you a black eye and I can't give you a fat lip. Why can't you give Leon Lacombo a black eye or a fat lip? Unfortunately, that is not an appropriate line. It shouldn't have been said. Now, in fairness to Vance Nevada, he had checked, I'm, I, I'm of the understanding, I've heard from two independent sources, as one associated to Vance, 
that Vance had actually told Leon he was going to say it. Yeah. Leon said no problem. All-Star Wrestling got the promo. Obviously didn't see an issue with it and posted it. Then the crew sees the promo, and he's already not very popular in that locker room. He's been there before. <laughs> he's been in BC. It'd be much like his Manitoba. There, he has got a little bit of heat on him in any locker room he goes into in Manitoba because he used to have the book in the 90s and was notorious for doing things that not always were on the level business-wise. So here's what I think. If this promo had been sent to me in this day and age, and I'm the booker, I'm going to send it back to him and say, love the promo except for this, this, and this, change it and re- and, re- and yep. say it again. I wouldn't have let him say, I can't give you a black eye and I can't give you a fat lip. There's no money in that. It's not appropriate. And really, the promo was just as effective without that. Exactly. It's yeah. because he's trying to channel a line from, you can't take stuff that worked in the 80s and apply it to today's society. You just can't. And there, why would you need to take it? He's also poking at when he mentions like the woke crowd. Like you're That's almost in a like, different promo. He comes back at them because they're mad at him. Right. Yeah. But like he's kind of almost like poking the bear, stoking the flames. Yes, like, because he knows the locker room's mad at them. So rather than be a professional and go and talk to them and say, hey, because there's a chat group there and they've, all, and they've all started talking about the issue they have with the Vance promo. Mm-hmm. And it was, and, and they're like, not a, they're not happy about it. No. Rather than him say, hey guys, I checked it with Leon. He mm-hmm. had no issue with it. I sent it to the office. They posted it. And any of you that have an issue with it, please let's talk about it face-to-face on, on Saturday. And let's be professionals and let's work together. And I'm sorry that I offended anyone. And on top of that, he probably should have said, you know what, I understand where you're coming from. I understand why you're upset. Probably wasn't the best thing for me to say. You know, I should either take it down, but he's almost like defiantly leaving it it's up. Still up. Or what he should do is issue like a a retraction as Vern May, not as Vance Nevada, saying something he did or exhibited in his wrestling persona was not appropriate. Leon Lacombo is one of the best prospects in all of Canada right Hell now. Hell of a look. I Hell went of on a his look. Instagram. Looks like a million Jack dollars. Guy. His brother is an athlete. Two of his brothers, I think, are athletes in the CFL. So it's, it sucks for him because he gets, the guy says, Hey, I got this idea. And he's like, doesn't affect me. Doesn't he's, bother. He's me. probably green. Just wants to go with the, go with the flow. And even, even like it yeah. might not offend him because it might not have been too far to that line for him. Yeah. But to, you have to understand there are people that are going to catch it and catch what he said and be like, wait a minute. Yeah. Jim Cornette got canceled from the NWA for yes. making a joke <clears throat> about fried chicken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is in my opinion, when you ask yourself this question, why Vance can't you give him a black eye and why can't you give him a fat lip? And if it has something to do with his with his appearance, right? Yeah. Because of who he is, then you can't go there. And here's the thing. Like, it's wrong. I just took, I, I'm in university again, and one of the courses I took is an Indigenous Studies course. And it's really fascinating to me because as a, and I think I might have mentioned this in the past, as a, let's call it the way it is, as a privileged white man, there are things that I am just not aware of. Yes. And things that I have taken for granted and things that were not handed to me. I've always worked very hard, but I was given opportunities based on my appearance, based on my ethnic background. And these are things that, you know, I, I needed somebody to kind of almost like spell it out for me to really fully understand. It's about being self-aware. Yeah. And that, 
uh, course taught me so much about indigenous culture, everything that they've been through. And there's a lot of parallels here with this. It's about being self-aware. It's not appropriate at any level to say something like this. And the fact that he's not taken it down, not retracted this statement, pisses off the locker room. And there are some pretty prominent people oh, yeah. in this locker room, specifically uh, you know, a woman who's had some opportunities here. It's just not a good look Yeah, so at all. I, here's what I, I think. That, Be better. Yeah, I think the issue comes down to, I think his lo- the locker room is upset with him. He hasn't gotten in front of that and tried to be a good professional and say, hey, my actions, uh, you got to be, wrestling dressing rooms already are individualistic, but you have to be a good teammate. Yeah, and regardless of whether or not the guy gave you the green light, the office gave you the green light, it's not right. Yeah. You need to stand up for that and you got to get in front of that and say that. Even if it's after the fact right now, you need to do that in this day and age especially. Absolutely. And I mean, let's point out one of the classic wrestling things is when somebody gets in trouble in wrestling, they dig in further and they they say, it's a work, it's a work. This was part of my character. It's part of my character. This is, I was trying to do that. I'm trying to paint a picture of a different type of guy. Just be like, I made a mistake. There was another line that I, that I don't know if it was as bad, but he starts with, let me educate you. And I don't think yes. that's appropriate either. You're talking down to somebody. Yeah, you're talking down to somebody. And I didn't think that, I, I wondered about that line too. Mm-hmm. In the context of the promo, it's not great. If it was any other promo, I don't think it'd be a bad line. Yeah. But with when you tie things together, things means different things well, when you put them together, right? Here's the level of heat he's got. One wrestler at least has said he did not want to wrestle with him on a future show. He's running out of provinces to move to. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like, I... Normally I would say far worse about Vance and in terms of like some of the stuff that over the course of time that, that he's, that surrounds him with the controversy. I'm, I I don't think he wanted to cause the heat he's caused, No, but he needs to know better how to be a better yeah. teammate and say to guys, Hey, I didn't mean to offend you guys mm-hmm. and Hey, get it out of your system. I, I'm a team player. I'm going to do whatever I can for any one of you and just be like, you got to know how to put heat out because heat, Heat is bad. And so, Vance, I know if you hear this, you're going to rip on us for for saying this about you, but I thought you could have done better in the promo. To the all-star group, you guys are doing good. Your business is up. Great heavyweight champion. It's great company out there. Um, and to the people who've bandied together and tried to get, now apparently there's a folk or like a peer group that when somebody cuts a promo before all-star will put it out, they put it through the group, and if if there's a fence, it doesn't get posted. Well, hey, maybe Primo should look into that. Well, that's <laughs> let's move to that. <laughs> yeah. So le- Primo's wrestling, yes, has uh, four big shows that just occurred. So recently. they just did Asher and Winnipeg, Swan, Swan River. River, and Wabodin. Two yep. of those shows drew, f- give or take sixty or whatever. Mm-hmm. Winnipeg did two twenty, mm-hmm. and Wabodin had a good crowd, but it was a bot show. And do you know what it was? Well, Bowden, what the... So it, that was uh, for an RCMP officer yep. that had apparently reached out to CWE in the past, but I guess Danny never got the message for whatever reason. Okay. Went into his junk folder, so he's he wanted to run a show there. So he went to the next thing, I guess he thought it was Primos. And the guy's a really nice guy. Met him at the Jacques Rougeau uh, show. He was up to watch. He's a big mark. Yeah. But he... so. He was involved in the show. He wrestled on the show. On the on the uh, on primo both show. shows. Oh, he was the, on the dude primo with, show. with the coveralls and the and the hood. He was the guy wearing the hood, yeah. a masked guy, untrained, wrestling another untrained guy. 
And then he did the show the next night or the night before. In a, I think he was in a tag team match. And again, because they needed bodies, because a lot of guys quit. We'll get into that too. Yeah. So, I, you know, I mean, for gosh sakes, like, man, you got to stop this. This is getting out of hand now. So you're a little harder on, I'm a little softer on them than you are this week. Let me tell you, to draw 220 in Winnipeg at the Pyramid Cabaret, pretty darn good, honestly. Well, but they had two wrestlers on the show that yep. were, they were telling their family sure. they were going to win the Primo's Tag Team Championships. Which they were originally slated to win. They were. And <laughs> so I, I don't like that they dropped a finish to try to get not good people selling tickets. But let me tell you, and then we're unprofessional when it didn't happen. Yeah, but that we, we'll, talk really we'll talk too. about that. Yeah, but realistically, if if two guys are getting a tag team title match or t- tag team title match, and they tell all their family, I think you guys should be there because I'm I'm probably going to win, right? I don't know, but I think the promoter you work for, Mecca would probably not care that that sold an extra 20, 50, or th- however many tickets. Maybe, but I would never, ever, ever say to somebody, hey, I think you should be there, or, wink, wink, or... Hey, yeah. You, like, I would just never say that, because that's just... I'm old school. I you don't... Do that. So you're telling me that when Brett won the Intercontinental title from Mr. Perfect, Stu and Helen maybe weren't aware that he had a good chance of winning? Okay, well, maybe Stu and Helen. <laughs> yeah, but, like, 15,000 people at Madison Square Garden didn't know. No, okay, but there was... Okay, so... I mean, that's... A, wait, regardless of how they drew 220... Yeah. 220 people went out in a very cold night in Winnipeg Mm -hmm. to a venue and checked out a show. I've talked to a lot of fans that paid to be in the building and they told me there was four good matches. Do you know what match has gotten a lot of positive feedback? And listen to this, Adam Knight versus Billy Blaze was apparently a hell of a match. I didn't see that one. I watched Marty Skrull and Bobby Sharp, which Which was also also a very very good good match, but you would... You would, of course, it's if you're be betting, you should be betting heavy that that would be a good match. So I need to go and watch Knights Billy Blaze. And Billy Blaze. Okay. Now, last week we covered very closely how bad of a promo Adam Knight cut, mm-hmm. but bell time, ding, 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 he delivered. The match was good. And again, I'm not taking away from the draw. No. Good for you guys. 220 is good. Yeah. Pictures look great. Yep. Good house. But again, like, you have these unprofessional, untrained people on your show. That's going to happen. Yeah. Well, this is kind of a recurring trend at this place, right? And the fact that, you know what, that these guys keep working for this promotion. Yeah. Like, but the fans are supporting it. And that says something. In Winnipeg. Yeah. Yes. And then the other match that was good was Mentalo against Shadow Extreme. I was going to call him Shadow Chaser. Uh, and then <laughs> That would have been good. Haley J and um, Cat Cat Bunny. Bunny. He's, He's got decent review. Okay. And I think that was the four matches that people mentioned. Right. But I talked to a lot of B sheezers who were there who said, not bad, better than I thought. Not as bad. And, and guess who did not wrestle in Winnipeg? Player one did not wrestle in Winnipeg, I'm told. Okay. So I'm giving to give the devil his due. Give him a pass on that one. That's good. He, yep. with the, with the heat on, he had two imports in. 220, I'm not going to judge him on Ashern or Swan River because spot shows are spot shows. And let's be honest, one of the biggest guys who's out there saying, hey, they didn't do good in this town, he has towns too that he runs that don't do that well. So you got to be fair to everyone. Absolutely. Primos did something they can build off of. 
Um, they got to get better with the promos they put out there. We said that last week. They got to try to increase the level of talent they they use. They lost two guys this week. Yep. Apparently, Tyler James and Moses Luke are done with the company. Mm-hmm. Then there was the controversy of Rob Stardom shooting a power bomb on on Malcolm Lovechild. Yeah. Well, I, I, so what happened there? So let's 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 back up. Yeah. Apparently, what happened with Moses Luke and uh, Tyler James, they are, they were the Primos Tag Team Champions, probably the hottest act that they have, yeah, I would very say. very solid. We talked about it a lot. Yep. Um, and for whatever reason, the what was supposed to happen was they were supposed to drop the titles to Jesse Nash and Malcolm Lovechild. Two guys, if you've seen them wrestle, one, they're either, they're not very good, for sure, but their training is, eh, well, you know, very suspect. Should not be in the ring. Certainly should not be representing a company as tag team Who champions. trained Malcolm Lovechild? No idea. I, I'm not sure either. He showed up on a Rob Stardom show that you you were announcer on. Yep. He's been on everybody's show. He's okay. he's yeah. apparently got a little bit of a head now too. Like he like yeah. He he's like no showed a bunch of shows. Like he no showed for Danny. Danny used him. God knows why Danny okay, used so him. Okay, so he's qualified if Danny used him. <laughs> I no, would, you let's be fair here. I am. Yeah. Okay. I, and listen, there's a lot of guys on CWE shows that I've seen that should not okay. be on those shows. Okay. So 100%. Okay. Okay. So I just want to be fair. Absolutely. Like, yeah, okay. No. So Love Child and Moses and Luke and Moses and Tyler did not want a job to them. Right. They did not want to and you know, in their defense, they said, "You know what? We don't feel great about Losing the titles, but it it's probably has nothing to do with it. Losing the titles, it probably has to do with losing the titles to these untrained guys. But again, you're working for a company that allows this behavior to happen. So now, so they decide we're not gonna we're not gonna go. We're not gonna drop the titles. Okay. So now that the match is Love Child and Nash against Eddie Alvarez, who's a CWE trainee, yeah, and Rob Stardom. The and match it's for the vacant tag team titles. Well, I. It, it, it is. Tyler James gave his title back. Moses Luke kept the title. They're apparently trying to get them back or Moe's back. So <laughs> they had these two. Give back right they had away. the ringside wrestling tag team titles Billy Blaze had, I guess. Yeah. So they used those. And then I guess the finish was still supposed to be Nash and Love Child over. But I guess Stardom in the match basically looked at it and goes, this is a disaster. So he made the decision to call an audible. And, you know, hit the guy with a power bomb and said, stay down, stay down, one, two, three. And then Nash literally walked up. Yeah, he got and up just, and he no shot. Yeah. And he should have rolled yeah, out. Sorry. Yeah, he... he At <laughs> least sell the power fairness, bomb. I saw the video of this and he, he... There's a way you can no sell it by rolling out. He actually gets to his feet, walks across the ring, and gets out of the ring. It's like, like he's been watching sky, skyscraper matches yes. from WCW. And that was a good power bomb, too. Like that no, was it a, wasn't. No, no he I thought that, no, I no, thought no, that was no, a good no, power no, bomb. No, no, no. There is no way Love Child went up with it. He shot him up. Oh, no, I'm not saying down. that. I'm saying he that didn't it, hurt him on the I'm power saying that it looked good yeah. and it was delivered. Yeah, but that, that, what, the issue with this is he calls the audible. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine now. I know what happened in the back too, and there's and there's a little bit of heat on Eddie uh, Alvarez inadvertently because he's a trainee. <laughs> yeah, not. Yeah. I mean, certainly he's more qualified than those other guys. He's had a few a few matches, but yeah. he's still working on it. But now he's uh, representing Primos as the tag team champion. But and he didn't mean to. No, he didn't. So <laughs> in, inadvertently, yeah. there's a little bit of heat. Okay, so my issue is. Somehow, when there's all kinds of controversy, Rob Stardom is somewhere near it. <laughs> like when Gary Gary Wolf comes to town, there's Rob Stardom somewhere near it. It's good for the blogs. Okay, so at some point, Stardom, who's got 
he broke in in 98. Yep. He's got almost 30 years, almost, Mm -hmm. uh, 20 years, 26 26. years. Okay. He's, I think he's been around the same time, the same amount of time. And he decides to power bomb his opponent. He doesn't like the way the match is going or whatever it is. And I haven't talked to Rob. No. I did talk to Tyler James. Yeah. I haven't talked to any of the other okay, participants. So, so Malcolm Lovechild decides, I'm not selling this because that wasn't what I was told I was doing in this match. And hot that he probably had all these fans And embarrassed there. him in front of his family yeah. and friends. And you know what? We did it with Carver Gleason, so I'm not a saint in this. I would do the same thing if I had triggers that I needed like something that, and so Stardom probably had a reason. The powerbomb could have been dangerous shooting it. Well, he shot a brain buster off the top rope on me once. And that's yeah, when I so got up and I, hit him with a kendo yeah, stick like a baseball so bat across the face. There is a point in time where like, that okay, whatever, ago. whatever his motivation was. So then Love Child walks out of the ring, decides he's not very happy about it. AJ Sanchez took, li- took oh, yeah. extreme offense to it. Grabbed him in the back, threw him up against the wall. Yelled at him so loud. And basically so loud. said, next time it's going to be worse. Yeah, yelled at him so loud that the fans in the in the crowd yep. could hear it. But again, AJ, you're taking bookings for this place. So it's like, is this a shock? Well, and that's that's the where The, like, pro- the problem know. is these guys are going into this dysfunctional tire fire and then they're they're not see, trained. They're not professional. Yeah, they're, they're not acting. Un- they're not they're, acting and, professional. And, and then this happens. And then they're getting Shocker. hot at each other yeah. when it turns into a dysfunctional tire fire. Yeah. But you didn't know it was a dysfunctional tire fire. Yeah. Like you, I don't know. You can't fix it from inside. Let me tell you how you fix it. If it is a dysfunctional tire fire, you stay away from it so it burns itself out. Yes. But if you go there and legitimize it, you think you're doing something good. But all you're doing is contributing to a dysfunctional tire fire. But everybody works everywhere. I need the money. Take the money while they have it. Maybe that's a part of it. I don't <laughs> that know is if a that's part of a it. part of it. But if you need a hundred bucks or two hundred bucks or whatever it is that bad, like yeah, but I don't. I just don't understand. I don't know if it's all financial. Like for AJ, there's a reason. His trainees are going to go work there. He should maybe go there and be a leader to help. Okay. Insulate them from potential dysfunction. Right, maybe. Sure. Rob yeah, Stardom okay. is work, working everywhere, anywhere, anytime, any right. Mm-hmm. If they're going to do that, then they can't. Then what I don't like is these guys all showing up for primos and then bitching. It's a tire fire. If you're going to go and play mm-hmm. in the tire fire, don't bitch. It's a tire fire. Yeah, you're contributing to it. Yes, and I listen. Here's what I'm going to take away from it. Primos ran a really good, like they had a good crowd. Yeah. Four out of seven matches were good. Everyone I talked to gave it a passing grade. Yeah. Okay. So, and that's thanks to AJ. That's thanks to Adam Knight. That's thanks to Billy Blaze and the people we mentioned. So let's now keep it up. Yeah. Do you think they could do another two twenty there on Super Bowl Sunday? <laughs> I don't know if I would have booked Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> like, hello. So you and I are on different sides of the spectrum this week because you think that it's. There's no redeeming qualities about Primos. No, no. I Listen, they got a brand new sign at their store. Yeah, and looks that looks good. great. They're on a high traffic Portage sure. Avenue near Polo Park. Their equipment looks good, but it's just they continue to use untrained, unqualified people on their shows. And then this unprofessionalism happens. It, it's just, I don't know. It's honestly, I just wish they would just close down already. Like just. Please. Like, it's getting, it's just bad. See, and the the one thing that's good about what you just said is you want them to not be around and you don't show up for them. Like, no, like 
you will stay away from it because you can't endorse it. Right. No, because I, and I also have too much pride in what I do mm. to take the money, whatever it would be, because my pride is worth more than the money. And, and I wish everyone in Winnipeg said there has to be a minimum quality or I don't show up. And maybe that will happen some at some point. Like, and this, and this does happen in other markets. I'm not sure. saying it's unique to Winnipeg, but it's just like, honestly, every week yeah. we get all these messages. Primos did this. Primos did that. All the every week. Yeah. Like it's a disaster. Yeah. Like, so thanks for giving us content guys. But I mean, it's embarrassing. Well, something that occurs to me as well is maybe Malcolm Lovechild was lucky that AJ was the one that pulled him aside in the back because I, I, you guys have known Rob longer than I have, but I've known him a long time. He's a little more mellow now, but boy, I don't know, like 15 years ago. Good time, would, Gar, good time Gord has a scar on his face yeah, from it, Rob taking a cheap shot on it would have been It would have been a different story, I think, you know, no. 10, 15 years yeah. ago. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, AJ's a pretty controlled guy. So where I'm at with Primo's is there's positives and there's negatives. Sure. Yes, there is. And at least this week there's positives because last week we really, really talked about their negatives. So I'm going to give the devil his due. Graham, you get a six... You get a 5.5 out of 10. Oh, okay. you were almost going to do 6.5, weren't you? No, I was going to give him 6. Oh, okay. Okay. But right. I'm going to, I'm taking that back. I'm going to give you a 55% pass. I'd give him the same. Yeah. Yeah, I would 55. That's and if you can go from 55 to 60, I'll be the first to say it. Mm-hmm. Your sign looks great outside your store. I think people should go down there, check it out. And hey, cool. if they're going to put a roster like that together where half of it is very qualified, spend your money with them. They're trying. Yep. But if they take a step back and they end up at the 40% range, I'm going to be the first guy to rip their nuts off. Mm-hmm. That's what I'll say about that. Now, WPW Thursday night, they had another sell at West End Cultural Center for mm-hmm. cold out. Yep. Good job. They announced that they're going to be at the rec room. We know that. They probably announced more, but uh, we aren't going to talk about them much more. Just yet. Your boss, Hotshot Danny Duggan, cut a promo building up his Friday night date where he was cutting a promo for James Roth. Yep. And he said something that I thought was petty, juvenile. Now, granted, he's being a heel, so maybe <laughs> okay. he thinks that's okay. Okay, what But he in say? the landscape of being a promoter and somebody, I think, who should conduct himself a little bit better, and I know Danny's going to be mad about me saying this, and Danny, no offense, but he's cutting the promo for James Roth, mm-hmm. and he ends it with, it's going to be cold out and sold out in Transcona because CWE is the best in Winnipeg professional wrestling. <laughs> okay. And yeah, I hate to say it, but you don't draw the same as WPW, who had the show called Cold Out. Mm-hmm. That was sold out. Yes. <laughs> and the difference between a WPW sellout and a CWE claim of a sellout, and no offense, but WPW announces a sellout weeks and weeks in advance yeah. and tells people you can't buy a ticket and does not have a, a magic yeah. link where they still yeah. sell you a ticket. They legitimately stop taking money from people. Whereas CWE, I don't know, has ever announced, I don't think they've ever announced before a date, hey, can't buy a ticket, we're sold out. I don't think any promotion has ever done that. Oh, no. I, I'm pretty sure there there has been complete sellouts you somewhere. Know, actually, I th- want to think like maybe Cannon's like Wrestlepalooza or whatever he does. I think, I, I th- I think yeah. he's done those. I think it, maybe even his, uh, Saturday, his um, Saturday Night Nitro shows at the mall, mm. he might even announce mm. a sellout. But, but Danny probably won't say it's sold out no, because... until the next morning when he shows a picture of what looks like a full venue and he says it was a cello crowd. Right, right. Because if there's, like we said, if there's 400 people tickets sold, 
he doesn't care. Let's get 20 more in there. Yeah. Let's get 30 even more in there. Even to the point where it could become very uncomfortable yeah. for the fans, He let's try to get a few more in there. Yeah. Nothing wrong with getting every dollar you can. But don't, like, hey, that promo was meant to, co- like, it was meant to make a statement. Yeah, be better. And I just don't yeah. think it was the right thing to say. No, of- no offense. I respect everything Danny does. He's a, he does what he does, but that yeah. promo, I, it, it jumped out at me, and I actually texted Devin, and he just didn't care. He was like, listen, yeah. our business is running well. If he wants to, you know, mm-hmm. try to take a petty shot, it's not going to it's not gonna penetrate. There were some good promos. I Jay know. Rockney had a promo, and I actually his have promo, a story about him. His promo was nowhere near as good as this promo. Please play this promo. You know... Growing up on the mean streets of Transcona, I've seen a lot of things that would make most people cry trauma for the rest of their lives. But to me, that was just built character. Even now, you still go down to Transcona, you go down the street from Rookie Sports Bar, the church is being tagged by Mormons. There's an entire gang war going on between people and houses of religion. Never mind what kind of stuff goes on between people like me. And that's exactly why I'm the only person who deserves to win the King of Transcona, because I'm the only person tough enough and real enough to carry that crown. But to get there, I have to go through Canadian strong style Rob Stardom this Friday, January 27th at aforementioned Rookie Sports Bar. And you know what, Rob? There's going to be absolutely nobody to pull me off of you this time. There's going to be absolutely nobody to stop me and to help you from getting this good old-fashioned Transcona beatdown. What, you used to call yourself the rabid dog, Rob Stardom? Well, this Friday, I'm going to beat you like a res dog. All right. Now, if you clean up the audio, mm-hmm. that is a great, like there's a oh. little bit of ambient noise, but he had, he tells a story in his promo mm-hmm. and he's focuses on who he's wrestling. The intensity increases as it goes on. Yes. I didn't like the res dog comment, but whatever yeah. there, I know like there's a lot of people who rescue res dogs who are going to be disappointed to hear that. But, um, it was, I thought good intensity. Second promo that Dragneel has done, and that's who we're talking about, AC Dragneel. Second promo in a row, he's done really an effective promo. So a lot of times when promoters are promoting a date and they'll say, oh, this guy's coming in from this, like so-and-so's coming in from Minnesota, that so-and-so's coming in from Iowa, or so-and-so's coming in from Alberta. What they use to promote them is the promo. And I'll listen to that promo and I'll say, you know, I, I would like to see more about that guy. Yeah. So I know who Dragneel is. And if I had only saw the promo, I'd be like, hey, he puts together a good promo, tells a story. I would want to see more. I'd want to see a picture to see what he looks like. And then I would probably want to see his performance. So You know what's interesting about that, though? Adam Knight, terrible promo, capable in the ring. Yep. Dragneel, needs work in the ring. Very good promo. So you know where the fit is? (laughs) They should talk. Dragneel. (laughs) No. No, 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 listen. Dragneel, as Adam Knight's guy. Yeah. Yeah. So as they, a manager, yeah, you think? Yeah, something or as like a mouth, mouthpiece. Someone he can be an active wrestler who who is Knight's guy. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have to be a manager role, but like a tag team or yeah. someone that's there in the corner for him to do the yeah. talking. Adam Knight should be able to talk. He's he worked with me long enough that he would have learned because I used to tell you how to cut a promo. I'd work with Brat to cut mm-hmm. their promo. Will Damon was around. Like you could tell people, Kate, get to the point. Get this, yep. this, and this. Don't swear in your promo. Adam Knight knows how to cut a promo, mm-hmm. but Adam Knight's own work, he's his own worst enemy. He needs to be produced. Yeah, or he needs yeah, direction. Someone needs to say, okay, get to this yeah. point. The thing I liked about Dragneel's promo, it's all about Transcona. 
It's about winning this Transcona t- championship or the tournament. It's about Rob Stardom, and it's about how he's going to stand up to Rob Stardom. Yeah. Perfect. I would actually encourage and people. And the date of the show. I would encourage people to go back on the CWE Instagram page, and I think, or maybe their Facebook page, but there is another Drag Neil promo that he did prior, probably to the December show, just as good. I sent him a message uh, before the show uh, last month just to say, hey, man, watched your promo. Super good. And he was like, hey, man, coming from you, that really means a lot. Thank you, right? But, like, again, credit where credit is due. Do we talk a lot about AC Dragneel on this show? No. No, we don't. But the guy did something really good, and we should talk about it. Is his character dark a little bit? You know what? He kind of he kind of looks like he's gained some weight. He's a little bit heavier, right? Um, but some of his stuff is pretty believable. He works the crowd well. Um, he kind of wears, like, a Rob Van Dam singlet. So, I mean, I think, you know, I, I mean, he did get canceled uh, several years ago for on the WPW show for making yeah. an inappropriate comment. Didn't he get fired in the show? Yeah, but he's actually <laughs> used that in his promo. Yeah. So, Which is good. Yeah, for Make sure. It, if something bad happens to you, like Adam Knight should have made slapping fans yeah. a part of his story. Yeah. Because it would take away my ability to rip on him for it. Yeah. Right. So, and if Dragneel did something that got fired in like right in the middle of the show, he got fired. Yep. Use that as a learning experience and also use it as as part of your story. Yeah, like the last promo, I think he was basically saying how, you know, all you people, I was on the shelf for a year because you people canceled me and this and that. And so it, it was actually yeah, I really gives enjoyed him a it. reason to have an edge to him. Yeah. It's all good. right. Uh how long have we gone, Mr. Producer Chris? 38 minutes. Okay. When we come back, it was the biggest week in a long time in wrestling. And we're going to talk about Netflix and Vince McMahon and, and AEW attendances. Maybe your, your meeting? We're going to talk about that? I don't think we need to talk about that. This episode of Be She's Wrestling is powered by First Row Collectibles, Canada's online and in-person collectible store, where you'll find the coolest sports cards, autographs from your favorites, and of course, wrestling collectibles galore. As a loyal Bees She's Wrestling listener, you can get a discount on your purchase using the code Bees She's. That code is B-E-E-Z. S-H-E-E-Z, one word, to get 10% off. Visit the store online, firstrow.ca, or instead of click and order, go brick and mortar. Meet the guys at First Row in person, 1835 Main Street, Winnipeg, Manitoba. First Row Collectibles, Canada's online and in-person collectible store. This is the eighth wonder of the world, Andre the Giant, and you are listening to the Bees She's Wrestling. All right, Mr. Madison. Yep. I'm sorry what, that we didn't get along so well in segment one, but thank you. Yeah, you pissed we me are off. professional enough to just get past I'm going to shoot a power bomb on you. No, you are not. I'm going to call an audible and no. you're going to walk out You already have called the audible and I'm already, I'm like, I'm too, I'm, I'm 20% pissy, but I'll let it go. I'm not mad at you. <laughs> I could be mad at you. I, what do we want to talk about first? Do we want to talk about you 10, like Cody there. Do we want to talk about $5 billion or do we want to talk about a lawsuit that's going to disgrace a man who's responsible for that? Let's fi- talk $5 billion. Okay. Yeah. So we're talking Netflix first. 
I woke up one morning to the notification on my phone that WWE Raw is going to Netflix. And I said that that mm-hmm. way because that's the way Netflix, it's being yep. talked about. It could be any night of the week. Yep. Raw is going to Netflix. January. Next January. G- yeah, January 2024, 25. And it is for $10 million a week approximately. $5 billion over 10 years. $5 billion over five years. $5 billion. And then there is a option to renew for an additional 10 years. That's correct. Yes, yeah. and and I happen to wake up to so it's not ten years, stocks. five billion. It's yeah. it's going to be ten years. Yeah, but and it's five billion. It's five billion for five years. On the fifth year, there's an option to renew. So it's a billion a year. No, I think it's half a billion a year for five years. Well, I what I saw From what was, I read. It, okay, I might be wrong. People are saying basically five billion for ten years is what it's they're saying. It's a boatload of money. It's a ton of money, and but there's also a a, a lame duck period. Where they leave... At the end of September. Yeah, they leave USA and then they go to... So what I believe will happen, Mm -hmm. because USA is getting the SmackDown rights, so there's still a relationship with USA, I think that they'll just, in a friendly way, extend the Monday Night Raw. I don't think they will do that. So they'll broadcast on the WWE Network? That's what I think it'll be. Before it goes out of business? Quick fact check. Uh, This one's from Fortune Magazine. Uh, five billion over ten years. So it's half, yeah, half, half a billion, billion a year for okay, five. Half so a it's year. not five years no. and then an option for there ten is, more years. That is no. The, what the option is is after five years okay. and Netflix's option is yeah, not WWE's and two point five billion dollars. Oh, okay, yeah. Netflix can that say I don't. We don't want to do business with you again. Sort of like Fox decided okay. not to renew. Yeah. Okay, There's no way that'll happen. Well, don't say that because Fox did it for five years and said, no, no, thank you. Well, Netflix they're, is a different animal though because they're getting the whole archive, all the old shows. The only problem with Netflix is you can't record shows. Yeah. So now my question is- But it's I, still there. Okay, you can watch it again. Okay, is there a delay? I don't think so. Because no. I don't watch Raw live ever. So when you're- Okay, so, but the way it's going to be- is it going to drop live? But if you watch it 15 minutes after it starts, you watch it from the first segment. But I know there was a period on, and again, this was dealing with television, where Raw was not allowed to be broadcast on the USA or on uh, WWE Network, which is also going away in Canada at the end of this year um, for like two months or whatever it is. So if I wanted to watch Raw from this week, it would be two months later. Like, do you know, do you know what I mean? There was like, there was a, a, a gap because they yeah. wanted you to watch it on television. My so understanding of it is that it's going to be going live. Like it'll yeah. drop at their live time. Right. And immediately after you will be able to watch it. Yeah. Okay. So I couldn't, so it started at seven. I couldn't start watching it at eight. Yes, you could. Yes, from you the can. beginning? Yes, you can. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you well, can, you okay can scrub that. back just like a DVR. Okay. Yeah, cool. and, and the reason why I believe that the reason why Netflix loves this is because they're going to get all that first time traffic on Monday night live. If it's Monday night. Or whatever night. Yeah. And then all week, you know where you know who's gonna suffer from this is Dave Meltzer and and post wrestling and WrestleNomics that aren't gonna have T V numbers because Netflix isn't gonna tell you how many people stream it. No, no. Not, well, WWE might as a press release. It is a great deal for WWE. I I'm it is a great deal for Canadians because if you have Netflix, you're gonna get Raw SmackDown and NXT. You're gonna get Not right away. Why not? Is is isn't SmackDown staying on? Oh, I think I think S- Sportsnet and SmackDown is part of the deal as well. Yeah, SmackDown. Oh, is it in, okay. outside of the U.S.? You're going to get all of their broadcastables okay. and their pay, uh, premier live events. That's right. Sportsnet's not getting so renewed. So Sportsnet right. not getting renewed at That's WWE's right. choice. Yeah. Now, if I'm TNA Wrestling, 
W or uh, AEW's on TSN. Sportsnet has had a relationship with WWE dating back to the score, which they acquired in yeah. 2010. Mm-hmm. But before that, after TSN left Monday Night Raw, it went to the score. Yeah. So the scores had a relationship dating back almost 20 years. A bunch of people from the score worked there. Yeah. Sportsnet now has spent 20 years harvesting WWE fans. If I'm TNA, I'm saying... We want to provide you with Monday night programming in the form of TNA Impact because you've already trained not, the people to watch programming on that time. We're going to provide you programming of a caliber that you can be happy with and you can stay in the in the game. That's that's a perfect fit. Mm. I feel like that might be what's happening. Like, I mean, I have no information here. There's there is no reason to believe that that conversation has even come close. The to reason happening. I, the reason I believe that's happening is because N uh, TNA. Sorry, I almost called them NWA. TNA has been hinting that they are extremely confident that they're getting a new. One network. wrestler said that he be, he had confidence that they would have. Yeah, but they're not talking as Canada, a company. Though. No, yeah, they're no, not they're talking, talking about, about a main channel. And wait yeah. a second, though, that was one wrestler hinting it, and he had. I don't think that was the office hinting it because Scott Demore in December yeah. came out and said access is our team we're part yeah. of that team and I have not heard that they are moving hard towards a US network or like a better deal I don't believe they have and, one and the tough part for them in the United States is you are not it's not easy it in TV executives think that there's too much wrestling there's overexposure of wrestling I just told you a way where TNA could get a Canadian carrier that would be relatively profile I don't know that that's going to exist in the U.S. For AEW, they now have the ability to negotiate with Warner Brother Discovery without worrying that WWE is also trying to negotiate with them. They now it's a it's either a marriage or it's a divorce. It's getting bad over there. Hey, like this past week, two thousand tickets sold for Savannah, Georgia, Dynamite. Like, well, <sighs> they're having, they've lost all momentum. Like they're talk like we're talking like. I saw somebody talk about but WCW 2000 numbers. Savannah, Georgia is not a great market. Like WCW was in Georgia and couldn't draw in Savannah. Um, okay. Where AEW is at, I believe that they will get an extension, a one-year extension from Warner Brothers Discovery, but Rampage will go the way of the Dodo Bird because it doesn't do anything for numbers and there will not be a dollar more put in, into the program. Mm-hmm. It'll be a straight renewal. You What you make in... in this week is what you're going to make every week next year. You are not getting a raise because you have not performed up to a raise. That's what I think could happen. But I think Tony Khan is confident to the point of being overconfident that he may say, I'm going to use my opportunity to negotiate outside of this deal and I'm going to see what's out there. And that might be where Warner Brothers Discovery says, we're done with you. That would be a, that would be a stark change compared to what he said just a few months ago where he said out of loyalty, he didn't want to go anywhere else. Remember when he was looking for ring of honor shopping. That's when CW CW was interested and he didn't even entertain the thought of shopping to CW. Well, you know what? I hope all those guys, you know, the elite, the box hangman, (laughs) hope you guys are happy. You're drawing 2000 fans. You chased away all your talent that can draw. Did anybody, that's why you don't book towards these internet geeks. You need to book to the masses because there's not enough of these geeks out there that is going to keep your business well, afloat. Well, here's the thing. If you're a wrestling promoter or a television, you you do wrestling television, 
you should already count on the the heart, the most engaged fans to already love your product. And then you've got to go attract the masses because yep. that's where you draw a great number. They still drew 827. I sent you the number. The 867,000 people watched Dynamite yeah. last oh, Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Nope. It's the numbers in the crowd and the crowd is flat because there's no atmosphere. It, they're having trouble, no doubt. I think they can turn a corner. And I, my, wow, I, sm- I, I, I sound like I'm... Got You've been hopium. drinking today? Yeah, you, you, you're you supporting for primos. A- yeah, right. Tony Khan. I, who's here, this guy? Here's yeah. why I think AEW can turn it around. They're gonna get a. They're gonna get a some sort of pump in the arm when Osprey starts on TV. They may Hope get. A, so. They may get Okada. Like Dave Meltzer was saying, Tony Khan's never been so excited. Well, I tell you, Tony Khan knows he's up against it because his numbers. He's not drawing. Winnipeg just went over the twenty five hundred mark mm-hmm. last week. Um, I believe in Winnipeg they're going to draw 5,000 people. They're nuts. I'm not nuts. They're not going to draw 4,000 people. You think they're going to draw 5,000 people here? Yeah, yeah, I do. And I'll tell you why. I talk to wrestling fans. (laughs) I talk to wrestling fans a lot. They've done nothing to promote it. That's a problem. Yes, you're 100% right. And they they did nothing last time, and this time it's even worse. They did more last time than they did this time. It was bad last time. It wasn't good last time. I have not heard any radio advertising in Winnipeg. (sighs) And they have 2,500 tickets. They're selling every single day. They're selling something. Kenny's been all over the media. Oh, wait, wait, that hasn't happened. Don has been all over the media. Okay, give me me a second. Jericho? Hold on. Can you please... (laughs) They at some point are going to start billboards and radio. They have to. Okay, well, so I mean, we know people in the radio business. Are we holding we, uh, holding our breath for like some time though? Like, what's going on? Well, with these guys? I, would, I mean, let's give them a little bit of credit. It's still good, two months away. Yeah, I right? think the benefit of the doubt here is they're probably going to start their advertising six weeks out. They're still seventy seven days away as of last week. There's a long time here to get serious about promoting. And I think that they, the, the people I talk to say this, I still like AEW. I still want to go to the show, but I know they're going to do a two for one because they did it last time. I know that they're going to drop tickets before the event, the price, the $65 get in price is a barrier of entry. Are, is there enough of those fans to take them to 5,000? I don't think there are now. Mm. 5,000 okay, is a big number. Let me give you a number. Let me give you a number. Okay. Last week in Dynamite, last week's Dynamite in, on TSN drew a hundred and, I sent you the number, yeah. 160,000, 152,000? Uh, 126,000 in Canada. Okay, so if the, okay, so. NXT the, did 142 in Canada. Okay, proportionately, yeah, that's also the last NXT show before Rumble. Proportionately, if you, t- I believe the, and you'll know this, Chris, the population in Canada is 10% of the United States. Yeah, roughly. So times that number by 10, they would have done over a million in the States. There's more wrestling fans per capita in Canada than there is in the U.S. Cold outside. we got to stay inside and watch TV. Cold outside, sold out, cold out, sold See out. See what I did there? <laughs> yes, I did. Okay. So I think there's a way AEW will get to 5,000. I think they'll do a two for one. I think they'll I drop so. the price a little bit. I hope so too, because I want... AEW being healthy is good for the wrestling industry. That's why I don't mm-hmm. want to crap yeah. on them this week. Oh, for sure. Crapped on them last week. I'm going to try to do this thing where every second week I put them over. Uh, I watched the Dynamite show and... Ugh. Yeah. Very... It's just uninspired. I mean, I... The booking is off. You've got to look at these guys coming out to those empty audiences. Like, if you're Adam Copeland, like, what are you thinking? What did I do? Like, honestly, like, yeah. you look at... If you're like CM Punk... 
And you look what's happened since he's gone there. You look at Adam Copeland. You know what's like, amazing though? Like everyone, crazy. everyone cites the CM Punk effect. Last year when they came to Winnipeg and they drew 7,000 7, and change, CM Punk was off and not allowed in their locker room. Mm-hmm. Then they brought him back for June and uh, Collision. Yep. Then he left. He didn't actually light their business no, on fire. the houses were then still Then he goes low. to WWE and the the machine knows you how to it. use him. Yep. He does that face-to-face with Cody on Monday night that was absolutely Phenomenal. perfect. Yep. It's a And it's a built-in story. Mm-hmm. Cody and, and Punk is probably where they go before Mania and maybe where they go back to after yeah. Mania. Well, we'll be talking about the Rumble next week and oh, yeah, yeah. breaking all that down. So I think this, AEW is in bad shape, but they've got some good talent coming in. If they get Okada, they got Osprey. And Tony is like, he's a free agent's dream. He'll pay anything to get you. There's also talk of um, Finn Balor's contract yep. is up. Seen that. And the the other guy, um, who's the other guy? He was the world champion, the UK guy. Uh, you know who I'm talking about. He was champion. He's got the beard and long hair. Yeah. The UK guy. Yeah, the guy from... Oh, Drew McIntyre. Yes. Drew McIntyre. His contract comes up. See, that's the problem with that guy. I don't think he's that good because I don't remember his name. But Drew McIntyre... He is good. Going to... <laughs> you love him, but he's done nothing for ratings. <laughs> no, so, he, he loves he's Cody. he tried to push yeah. him. He If he goes to All Elite, it's a ready-made program with him and Wardlow. He won't go. Well, he's really going to the 11th hour on his contract. He won't go there. WWE's no. been very proactive on doing their deals. He's a smart guy. He won't go there. Well, we'll see. Yeah, anyway, we'll see. so it isn't so bad for AEW. Their attendances scare people, mm-hmm. and but their TV numbers are staying stable. Stable. Yeah. As long now, if their TV numbers dip to 750, which would be another, I guess, 10 percent drop, then start to worry. Does Tony start cutting some fat now? I think he could get rid of Matt and Jeff Hardy because they're no value. They're not really valuable to him, but they're no value to the competition. Well, there's lots that he could get rid of, but does he start doing that knowing like that? Maybe- if he re-signs Jim Ross, it's a very, very clear indicator he has no intention of cutting anyone because mm-hmm. Jim Ross is someone who makes yeah. either three quarters of a million dollars or a million dollars, and there's nothing there. Right. There is nothing yeah. there. So... I think he almost has to cut Jim Ross to send a message to the fan base. Hey, it's going to be different. Mm-hmm. He's got to send a message to the lapsed, the fans that are becoming lapsed AEW fans. Hey, we're doing something different. But I'll tell you, that cool factor that they had, that they could put tickets on sale and peripheral wrestling fans were buying tickets to go because everyone's talking about it. That buzz is gone. And in Winnipeg, if they don't advertise the heck out of this thing, they're going to be in trouble. So, you know, that's that's where they're at. You know what's funny, though? We talk about, like, how AEW is kind of struggling and some of their issues. Then, you know, you flip to the other side. Hey, The Rock is added to the TKO Board of Directors. I believe. <laughs> like, okay. I got a lovely, Let's lovely, go. Third lovely notification about my stocks being up 20%. No doubt. Yeah. $30 million. 88 bucks right now, I think. Yeah. yeah, $30 million he got plus the rates of The Rock name. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to call call it right now. He is the next executive director of that board, the executive chairman of that board. Because Vince is done. Yeah. If there is even one ounce of oh, truth gosh. to this lawsuit... Yikes. He is done. If yep. if TKO like, is already, you said they've already they started already to distance? issued a statement that said yep. that they take the allegation, the horrendous allegations seriously, which we won't get into. And here. they and they said that Vince McMahon is not the owner, 
and he is not he has he's not the majority owner and he has no day-to-day say uh say in the in the running of WWE. So he is in a world of trouble. What about Brock Lesnar? Do you think this impacts him? I think in the case of Brock Lesnar, you can insulate him to a small degree saying until proven in court. Now, here's what I He's don't... He's also not around much. Yeah, so, here's what yeah. I don't understand. This is a civil matter. It's not a criminal matter, even though the allegation is a criminal act. So that tells me that some... That the that there's if there's been a criminal complaint, right? If she hasn't made a criminal complaint, then it's a money grab to a degree. She's filed a, a major civil litigation against Vince McMahon, but there is there has been no criminal charge. Now, what would be ugly is if it comes out that the that the, the that the police of the matter, whichever is it New York City or wherever, Connecticut, if they come out and say they're doing a criminal investigation in conjunction with this allegation, Vince is, they, nobody will touch Vince McMahon. He will never go into the Hall of Fame. It will be over for his legacy. It is bad. Like, I read the allegations and mm-hmm. I was like, ooh. And that's yeah. the way I see it going because with the civil suit, oftentimes those are brought because they don't have enough for... um for, for the big suit. So they bring that and then well, they start investing. And here's the problem. She might've been a willing participant, even though like she worked for WWE mm-hmm. and we don't want to go too deep into this because it's horrendous. Yeah, you can all read it online. It's yeah. very much but able to. It implicates there. John Laurinaitis, yep. Vince McMahon to a much lesser degree. Brock Lesnar mm-hmm. gets mentioned in this. And at the end of the day, if there's any like, like Donald Trump got in trouble in a civil litigation from a woman, but never was there actual a criminal investigation. I don't know if there was a criminal investigation, mm-hmm. but he never got held accountable on a criminal level. So I don't know. Like I, I, uh, it mm-hmm. for Vince. Now that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about the good things he's done or the amount of money he's made. We're talking about this lawsuit and the payouts and the, this is the girl he paid out that caused all the trouble yeah. Yeah. a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. So it's a dicey situation. And I mean, you, you don't want to, you don't want to speculate at all because we don't have the facts yeah. and no, nobody does yet. So, so in Canada, but you said a long time ago, another thing you were right on Mike Davidson, I will uh, say 99% right? of things. He I'm said, right this is only the tip of the iceberg. We're going to hear more. And here's now. Yeah, I thought it would out. be more women, right? Yeah. A um, couple but, more things we should maybe mention quickly before we uh, move along, but Seth Rollins looks like he's good for WrestleMania 40. Speculation that, you know what, he might not be able to go. So I With his injury, I just, how is he going to get good in that amount of time? Well, I, I think he can work through it, yeah. but it's nothing. I mean, he's going to at some point have to get it fixed, but if he gets that fixed, you're looking at three, four months. That takes him out of WrestleMania. So who knows? Do we see Damian Priest cash in? We'll see what happens there. I right? like... Uh... I like a lot. The WWE depth rate now is impressive. Oh, it's insane. Like, there's, they will not miss if they lose. Uh, if they lose Seth, they'll still have a st- very strong main. Oh, yes. Um, 40 years ago, mm-hmm. January 23rd, 1984, Hulk Hogan beat Iron Sheik to become the WWF world champion. Yep. Who would have ever thought there would come a day where Vince McMahon is 10 times more canceled than Hulk Hogan? Right? <laughs> yeah. Like Hogan was persona non grata because yeah. he was caught on tape with dropping more racial slurs than Vance Nevada. And <laughs> oh, oh, Steph. Zing. <laughs> Sorry, that was unfair. But we're keeping that in though. Yeah. <laughs> I think in the case of Hulk, 
you can't help it. I, you know what I saw? Have you ever watched on YouTube American police uh, body cam footage when they're arresting a guy? Nick Hogan, yep. his, his uh, body cam came out of his field sobriety test. Yeah. Let me tell you something. If I got pulled over a hundred percent sober, I would have failed that field sobriety test. It was 30 minutes of straight, hey, do this, do this, do this, do this. I would have gotten so tired of doing it. I would have I would have failed the field that, sobriety test. That's all where Hogan showed up. Hogan showed right? up. Yeah, and right. then the cop, this is so great. The <laughs> cop loves that Hulk Hogan's there. He's saying, he's giving him tips. He's like, uh, Listen, uh, if he if he is drunk, if he doesn't blow, he just doesn't drive for a year. But if he blows, and it's he's going to get a criminal record. So, and Hogan's like, "Can I talk to my kid?" As if Hogan didn't carny to Nick, "Don't blow if you've been drinking." Right? Yeah, yeah. The co- the one cop is so happy that Hulk Hogan is there. He's yeah. trying to tell. He's almost becoming an advocate for Nick. What's your guy's favorite Hulk Hogan moment? Oh. Yeah, if you had to pick one. Because I, you know, Hogan, say what you will about him, but like, listen, like when Hogan comes out, you watch, you pay attention. He's like bigger than life, you know, bigger than life superstar. I will tell you this. He became more popular when they had to shed Eye of the Tiger because of the copyright and they had to go to Real American, which was supposed to be Barry Windham and Mike Rotundo. Mm -hmm. Um, Just like AJ Styles music was supposed to be for James Storm in WWE. Wow. Did you know that? No, I didn't. But I would say my favorite Hulk Hogan moments is... Uh, would have to be a Saturday night main event. Mm-hmm. Which one? Uh, Dancing around l- like the genius. <laughs> I remember <laughs> that, that was pretty good. <laughs> Why he was wrestling Lanny Poffo on Saturday night main event? Like no one thought Lanny was going to win. That's the night when Kurt because took he, the hammer to the belt. Yeah, but Hogan said, "I'm going to show you I can draw with anybody." Is basically what what the what the story was. And okay, that's, so and he that's proved he could yeah. pop a number even against Lanny Poffo. Yeah, I think my favorite Hulk Hogan moment would be. There was a Saturday night main event before his match with Andre. Mm-hmm. The uh, battle royal where he got choked out? Yes. Okay. And I, I I thought, you know, like, that's my favorite era of WWF is leading up to WrestleMania 3 in the aftermath of mm-hmm. WrestleMania 3. Mm-hmm. Hogan beat Andre, but it was just, it was hot. DiBiase comes in soon after. Yep. So I think uh, probably in that era, and then the, the January 87 cage match with Ryan, uh, Paul Orndorff yeah. on Saturday Night Main Event. Those good. are kind of my favorite Hulk Hogan moments. And, yeah. um, pro- or any time after they debuted the Wing Eagle was also very, yeah. very good time. What about you, Chris? What do you like? Uh, I was just trying to look it up now for the date, but I, it was... I'll Rod- tell you the date. Roddy Pi- Rod- yeah, you will. Roddy Piper Hogan, that era. Okay. Um, when they're going at each other, and then it sort of the the Andre was good too. I don't want to do that because everyone's going to do the Andre. My second one was very close, would have been uh, when he came back to face Yokozuna. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, really. I hate. I hate it. Now, I hate it now as a fan who knows the story behind it. But when I was yeah. a kid, I was like, "Yeah, yeah. like Hulk Hogan." Oh yeah, because like, that was the first time where he was off TV and no mention. Of it was him. It, none, and, and it was off the gi. Yeah, too. It, it was so like exciting. Yeah. So you think about that. So Flair wins, and he's in the program with Flair and Savage have the program in the summer, and Hogan's gone. They're not yeah. mentioning him, and it's no. clear he's left. And then they go into the fall, and Bret Hart's the new champion, and yep. you think there's. Hogan was still on the WWF Cavalcade uh, yep. opening Intro. credits, yep. but th- there was no mention of him. He was also all, like, his merchandise was in the magazines. Yeah, so you, know. you thought, okay, maybe he's eventually going to come back, and then 
they did the thing early in Monday Night Raw where he comes out with Brutus Beefcake, and it's like, yeah, we're getting Hulk Hogan and Brutus Beefcake at Mania. Like, what? Yeah, yeah. Why is it not Hulk Hogan and somebody like I remember the narcissist. When, he, when he won the title though? That was like out of nowhere. Yeah, that was like I mean, I was what I would have been sixteen years old. Yeah. so that was like really cool for me. Like, I was like. Hulk Hogan has left WrestleMania 9 as the WWF champion. That's crazy, right? Very dark for their actual business, though, because, like, it cut Brett's legs out from under him. Yeah, 100%. And then when when he got squashed at King of the Ring, everybody's, like, in the back of their head, well, you know, SummerSlam comes and goes, no Hogan. Survivor Series comes and goes, no Hogan. I remember going into WrestleMania 10 thinking, there's got to be Hulk Hogan. There's never been WrestleMania without Hulk Hogan. And then there was no Hulk Hogan. Yeah, and then he's gone. You knew yeah, the times were changing, but I think my favorite moment, my favorite Hulk Hogan, the 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 part that really got me, you know, I was always a Hulkamaniac for sure, but the part that really got me invested in the business probably was the whole Mega Powers and the Mega Powers yeah. exploding. I loved that. Elizabeth whole thing. was such a big part of that oh, entire. So angle good, love because it. she's the reason Savage turns. Those eyes right there, yeah, and then, Elizabeth. Yeah, <laughs> so he turns babyface on Savage. Then he turns, or because of Elizabeth, Savage turns babyface, and then he turns heel because of Elizabeth as well. Great story, love it. And with that, let's go to the mailbag. Welcome. You've got mail. Two questions in the mailbag this week. You can get yours on by. Sending them to us, totalbeeshees at gmail.com, on Instagram, on X, but Mike Davidson calls it Twitter still, and on Facebook. It's on my phone still as Twitter. You, 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 you haven't updated? No. Oh, I refuse to update Show that. Show me the tweet bird. There it is. Oh, there it is. is. Wow. It, he, vintage vintage wow. Twitter. It is wow. vintage Twitter. Now, before we yes. talk about the questions, we are going to give away $50 to the world-famous Palomino Club next week, thanks to our friend Scotty Townsend, the best bartender yep. I've ever met. And here's what you need to do to win a $50 gift card to go to the world-famous Palomino Club. You just have to submit a audio question. Hopefully, you put us over in the audio clip, but ask us any question. Ask about if I'm going to start up, which I may or may not. We know what's happening. Ask if I'm going to ask any question, how many times I've been wrong, how many times I've been right. Ask about WWE, ask about CWE, ask about Primos, ask about Vance Nevada. We'll answer anything, anything at all. Audio question qualifies you to win the gift card to go to the world-famous Palomino Club. First question coming in from Brad Sarna, good listener of the show. How are you fellas doing? We're doing great. I have a question for the mailbag. Mecca has often mentioned how wrestlers' gear reflects their professionalism and commitment to the craft and how that is overlooked by many performers. Very true. My question is, what is your favorite gear you ever saw and who was the wrestler? Conversely, what was the worst gear you ever saw and who was the wrestler? This could be in a big fed or it could be on the indies. I'm sure you will be entertained by your responses. Oh boy. Keep up the great content as you approach the big 100 episodes. Congrats on reaching the milestone. Oh, Thank you, Brad. Thanks, Brad. Yeah, we're getting close. I, I just thought about that. Big time Brad Sarna. Okay. Uh, you guys are looking at me like I, I should go. go first. Okay, you go first. So the key is to gear is how the boots look and where you got the boots made. Um, I've and seen, by the way, I was on Leon Lacombo's Instagram. He's got some really crummy looking boots. Yeah, you know. They're really like high spotty looking. Yeah. yeah. High Not spot good. boots. Yeah. Got to get better boots, man. Okay. But, sorry, go on. Um, boots are a big part of it. Oh, it's a big yeah. part of the presentation. So I've been a fan dating back to when guys wore trunks. Rick Martel was the AWA world champion, mm-hmm. wore black trunks. Yep. Nick Bockwinkle, black trunks. 
And the big the big highlight on those trunks would be their initials. Yes. <laughs> Remember when Danny tried to bring that back? Yes. <laughs> I did that with my new gear. Okay. Not like with like the writing yeah. font, but I used like kind of a little thing on my hip. I like that. Though. I yeah. remember Something the different. late 90s when PVC became very popular. Yep. Mm-hmm. I will always be a fan of uh, Legion of Doom, the Road Warriors, when they had the spikes. I thought that was a cool presentation. With like the, the red makeup. ones? Well, red or black. Okay. I actually was a huge fan of, of of Sasaki and Hawk when they were the power or when they were the Hellraisers yep. in Japan. And I thought that was a new presentation and I thought Sasaki was very good. Um, but I also love the Ultimate Warriors presentation with his mm, gear. Yeah. I loved Mr. Perfect Kurt Henning with his gear. So like... There's and perfect was very basic. It was just a yep. neon green or orange uh, singlet. Yeah, but it was the way he he carried himself while wearing it. Brought out the tan. Yeah, you yeah. Know what I mean, so it's hard to say who did it best. Flair in the robe. You can't mm-hmm. you can't dispel that. And as I drop everything, so Chris is sitting there going, "This is getting harder and harder." It, it really is. No, I'm just. But kidding. I I'm a fan of tag teams that were matching gimmicks. Yep. The Rockers, the Heart Foundation, Heart Foundation, the the Rock and Roll Express, Demolition, even, even the Orient Express. Yes, that's all lost now. Yeah, and everyone has their own unique style of presentation. I wish it could go back to the good old days. Randy Savage when he wore trunks. Randy Savage when he wore his full body suit. My favorite, I guess, for presentation would be probably, I even liked Ultimate Warrior when he went to singlets. <laughs> yeah, the body, yeah. the the skin-colored singlets with yeah. all the sinews and muscles on So there. now that I've gone through everyone, so you guys are screwed on your answers. Yeah, I'm lost. I, I will say that one of my favorite tag teams based on their presentation, and a lot of it had to do with gear, was Power and Glory, Paul Roman, Hercules. And their really? sunglasses, their muscle shirts, they both had great physiques. They wore black trunks. It was simple, but they looked like a million dollars, and they didn't get half the push they deserved in, in WWF. Mm-hmm. That's so. interesting. Mine's a tag team, too. Okay. Um, Demolition. I, I thought it was perfect for the characters. It was perfect for everything. And I'm including the face paint in it, kind of. Face paint is didn't they calling look, that gear is like... Well, it's part of their but, presentation. But it's part of their presentation. Yep. Didn't they look like two hyped-up BDSM guys? Maybe I like that. When you're maybe I in like your that, 40s and look back on it, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought about that when Listen, I was watching them. I'm in my 40s and I'm not thinking about BDSM. No, but I'm so saying like... When, it sounds when, like you are. When you're <laughs> 1988 watching Axe and Smash, or, I, I, that's the furthest thing from my mind. Yeah, like and those two BDSM stars. <laughs> and they had the masks too. They had the masks for a bit of it and that was cool. So I, I liked I liked uh, Demolition's presentation. Yeah. Uh, the worst Mantar probably. I don't know if you Ooh. want to go for a big. He had the same presentation as Bill Edia's axe. Big WWE guys, <laughs> if you want to go with that. Yeah, Baron Corbin came out on NXT this week with like a, a wolf head on his uh, gear. Well, why do they keep doing that? Okay. Well, um. Okay. So, uh, man. So great there, question. There's yeah, super good question. Wouldn't expect anything less from Brad. Um. There's there's a lot going on there. So I I'm of the belief like you need to look the part. And again, that doesn't mean you need to be 300 pounds. That means you need to look like an athlete. You need to look like you can handle yourself. I'll start with the worst gear. Jeff Jarrett, 1993-94. The straps. The, what was that? The strips or whatever. The worst. Eric Bischoff said it was like a really low-budget Chip and Dale dancer. It was or horrible. I, I yeah. just, that's the first thing that came to mind. Yeah. Locally, any gear Adam Knight made. Oh. <laughs> 
right? Commencement of cool. Oh, he he's, built that up, and boy, was that a letdown. Wow, he was talking. He's telling me how great this gear was. I showed up, and I'm like, it was dark neon Christmas tree green with a white sword that kind of curved up. Yeah, uh, it actually, yeah, he should bring it back. Uh, not a great, not a great look. No. Now, when we talk about what, I mean, what I what what you like, I mean, I'm a big fan. Even, you know, listen, Roman Reigns looks great. Looks like a million bucks, just wears cargo pants, you know, but he looks like he looks like a main event guy. You gotta look like a main event guy. So right now, off the top of my head, hey, gotta give some love to my buddy Cody. Yeah, uh, of course. Right? You love Cody. Great gear. Nice ring jacket. Good look, great ring jacket. Presentation is all there. Knows how to conduct himself in a promo. He's he's good at talking. I will also say, big fan, Rhea Ripley. Yeah, okay. yeah, we love her. Holy, Sean Brown hates you for loving her. How do you not think Rhea Ripley's good looking? I don't know. She, she is beautiful. She's she great looking, and she's she great looks in the ring. Different. Yeah. She's she does so many little things. That's just like in the ring, but her presentation is unique. It's different. She looks great. So those would be my two. All right, I'm going to change mine to Shawn Michaels HBK. He had the best gear. There you go. That's all. That's great, it. Oh, okay. Great jacket. Yep. Thought there was going to be more to that. No. Uh, next question coming in from Kevin Wenham. Oh, Kevin Wenham sells real estate. Great guy. Does he? Real yeah. Estate? If you're looking to buy or sell, talk to Kevin Wenham. Nice guy. Great guy. Big supporter you of the show. Kick back on the side here. No, I swear I'm not. You, you just. You I would have him on as a sponsor. I have. Hey, that there power. are other realtors listening, and you're going to get heat. I don't know if he listens. <laughs> Well, let's move on from that. Uh, Kevin asks, if you were to start a new wrestling league, who would you not hire in no uncertain terms? Example I could think of would be Teddy Hart. What's he got a problem with Teddy Hart for? Okay, so let's do let let's change it. I'm gonna I'm gonna call an audible like Rob Stardom. Okay, I'm let's, getting a power bomb here, aren't I? <laughs> let's say it's about time. Let's say who would you not hire locally? And if you're going to bring in a name, who would you not touch? You know okay, the way Kevin actually asked that? He said, it sounded more assertive that I was starting. You are, Yeah, he did. He kind of, he was like, when you start a new wrestling league. Do you yeah. want to talk about this meeting that we no, had? No, no. Why? No. We talked about it last week. Confidential. Confidential. Not for public consumption. Did you not sign an NDA? Well. I'm making it, you sign one now. <laughs> I've never signed keep an NDA your, in my life. Keep, please be quiet and do not... Do not do to me what you do to other friends where you tell every piece of information and then they call you and say, why did you say that on the podcast? Oh, oh, oh the, I didn't say male friend called you. The mailbag's getting hot. Oh, oh nobody knows that story. And no, no, one's no, no, no one's going to know. <laughs> this guy, he, somebody called him and told him to dummy up. Okay, so if I was starting, and let's say five years from now I do start, so five minutes? Who would I not hire locally, Adam Knight? I wouldn't hire. Five weeks. Uh, player one, I wouldn't hire. Like Two there's, gonna, there could be a lot of no. It's not who's the number one locally. I know that's a tough question, <sighs> but like Can number you narrow one it down locally. to twenty. <laughs> yeah, number one guy I wouldn't book locally. because some of the guys actually the number one I'm not going to say. Okay, because it'll be a political, like it, it'll cause heat, and I don't need to do that. Um, Kevin Chevy, I would not hire, and and we've talked about why because he's gone out and besmirched me and and we talked about it he it was crap what he says and yeah well you couldn't afford him by looking oh, yeah he he would much rather work for primos <laughs> than anything i was doing anyway so there you go yeah I, I just wouldn't adam knight and kevin chevy are probably the first two and what about the, like a national 
somebody with some national profile doesn't necessarily have to be somebody who's currently in WWE. Marty Skrull? Yeah, that's a perfect one. Well, Teddy Hart's a good one, too, because I'm not taking him to Teddy Hart's another one. Um, I, I don't know, like... Would you book Rikishi again? Yeah. Yeah? Well, like, for an appearance, because, like, I wouldn't do... I know he wouldn't book Kevin Thorne. I, I like Kevin. I know you like Kevin. He's not great at taking instruction. Yeah. Um, it, there's not, pretty much anybody I used in WFX I would use again because they, they did their job. I know. Really I know. Well. Michael Elgin, you wouldn't book again. I like Michael as a performer. I... And he's doing well. He's showing up again on a few shows. Is he? Yeah. Is he? Okay. Good for him. Yeah, I hope he, I hope he's on the right track. Uh, I don't know. It's tough who I would not book. Like, really tough. Let me think. Uh, Vince McMahon. I remember the Ultimate Warrior <laughs> called me... Well, I wouldn't touch the, I wouldn't touch Vince. I remember Ultimate Warrior called me a Markish kook. Yes. I remember that, yeah. Uh, that was a good email. Yeah. Um, <laughs> shoo, shoo, you Markish kook. Yeah. yeah. That was the quote from Ultimate Warrior. Billy Kidman <laughs> no-showed for me, but he's in WWE. He wouldn't... I, I can't think of anyone on a national scale off the top of my head. Um, How about somebody you almost got was Rey Mysterio. Did, yeah. we, did we talk about that on uh, the show? Well, there's a In lot 02? of... In 02? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember Eddie? Eddie? I remember Eddie was saying to me, yeah. Eddie Grill was saying, uh, oh, yeah, next time I'm going to bring Ray. We had yeah. such a great time. We and thought we had him. March, we had a march for... Um, for Boiling. commencement of cool. Yeah. And then we thought we were getting him for the ballpark in July, but he already resigned. Well, back. I started laughing at Eddie when he said that. And I go and he's like, no, no, I'm serious. I'll be back. I go, you ain't coming back here. You're going to be on TV. And a month later, yeah. intercontinental yeah. champion. Yeah. So, so what, what about you? Who would you book? Who would you not book? Rather, who would you not book on national and local? Who would, who would I, I mean, I, I don't know if I can even answer that question. I'm not, that's not really my world. Yeah. Um, I mean, all the usual suspects as far as who I wouldn't book. Sure. Player one? Player one would have nothing to do with the show. He would be in the front row where he belongs. Uh, I'll, I'll go. I wouldn't book Malcolm Lovechild. Mm-hmm. And nationally, I wouldn't book... I, it's really a stretch maybe calling him national Velveteen Dream. He's he's trying to make his way back into the, into the fold now. I yeah. wouldn't touch him. You know what? Funny you should say that. I listened to that podcast with Chris Van Vliet. Yes. I uh, last two, two days ago with Velveteen Dream. It, you want to give a guy a second chance, but man, that podcast did him no favors. No, he real. I was waiting for Chris Hansen from Dateline NBC to bust in there. Yeah, <laughs> it was not a good look. And I, you know what? I, I mean, that guy that is bad because that guy had something. He had it, and that yeah. is a real shame. Velveteen Dream. And you know, what? I will say, so totally unrelated side note. I listened to John Cena on uh, Logan Paul's podcast, Impulsive. What a great interview. Yeah. Any young aspiring wrestler needs to go listen to that John Cena interview. There we go. I'd like to hear what's going on in the events center. This is your B-She's Wrestling Event Center. We start in British Columbia. Friday, February 2nd, 365 Pro Wrestling is in Victoria. Friday, February 2nd, Big West Wrestling is in Falkland. Saturday, February 3rd, Thrash Wrestling is in Vernon. Saturday, February 3rd, All-Star Wrestling is in Chilliwack. And Saturday, February 3rd, 365 Pro Wrestling is in Parksville. We shift to Alberta. Tuesday, January 30th, Wild Rose Sports Association is in Calgary. Friday, February 2nd, Monster Pro Wrestling is in Edmonton. And finally in Saskatchewan, Friday, February 2nd, Ringside Wrestling returns to Regina. And that 
has been your BG's Wrestling Event Center. The following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. Mike, Jesus! Wanted to take you to task on one of your comments today about AEW allowing indies to use their logo on posters when they book AEW talent. Talk about shooting yourself in the foot. Could you imagine an AEW logo showing up on a Primo's poster right next to Malcolm Lovechild? Jesus! As usual, the Mecca Shane Madison, great work. Eight events in the event center. I think it's going to be a great week. And fans, get out there and support your local independent shows, even if Vance Nevada's on it. Even if... Even, Even a if she's wrestling show, it's not B. She's wrestling. Oh, what is it then? What uh, is it? There, I don't know. There's not any show. No, well, it sounds like it is something. There and will. you know what? Even if it's a primo show, go spend your money and tell us how good the shows are. We appreciate it. Has anyone told you that Player One is a good wrestler yet? Have you been? I, uh, I begged for it last week. Not one. Not one. B. Sheezer told me, "Hey, not one person." Told me, hey, player one's not so bad. No, but they did say Primo's at the pyramid was was better than better than people thought it was going to be. So they, you know, give credit where credit is yep. due. I think that's what we're going to call this episode, episode ninety two of B She's Wrestling. Give credit where credit is due. We'll see you next week. <laughs>